I encourage listeners to reach out to me if they ever want me to cover a topic. I had one of my listeners reach out last week after listening to episode four, Tips for a Better Morning Routine, and asked if I could talk about my nighttime routine. I'm all about routines. Routines are where healthy habits live. So in today's episode, I'll be sharing my tips for a healthy nighttime routine. So let's jump into this week's episode of Mom Wife for Real Life. Are you feeling overwhelmed trying to juggle all the many hats you wear as a working mom? Do you want more quality time with your family without distraction of work and time alone to take care of yourself and your needs? Welcome to Mom Wife Career Life. I'm Carrie, a wife, mom of three, and a recovering perfectionist. In this podcast, I will teach you how to create balance in your life by implementing healthy habits, organizing your home and your schedule, being intentional with your time and in your relationships, and most importantly, how to start putting your needs first because no one can pour from an empty cup. Grab that second cup of coffee, or if you're anything like me, your third, it's time to dive into today's episode, Mom Wife for Real Life. A good nighttime routine sets you and your family up for a good night's sleep, which then sets you up to be refreshed to tackle whatever tomorrow may bring you. We have a pretty set nighttime routine in our house. Since it's the summer, we are letting the kids stay up a little later, but not by too much. I don't want the kids sleeping in, so if they stay up late, then they will just be cranky in the morning, and no one wants to deal with cranky kids. They don't have to. I try to avoid it at all costs. So today, I'm sharing my tips for a good nighttime routine. Number one, tidy up at least the kitchen. We attempt to go to bed with a kitchen as tidy as possible because no one wants to come down to a mess in the morning. That means sink is cleared, counters are wiped down, and as much is put away as possible. Tip number two, prepare what you can for the next day. So if your kids are in school or camp, maybe pack their lunches, pack their bags, make sure they're ready to go, or pack yours if you're going to work. And most importantly, prep your coffee pot. I'm a big coffee drinker, mamas. Have it ready to go, and if you can, program it. Nothing makes me happier in the morning than coming down to a brewed pot of fresh coffee. I'm lucky enough to have my mom living with me, and she actually gets up before I do and makes the coffee. But if your mom doesn't live with you and you have to make your own coffee, program it. Number three, have a consistent bedtime for your kids. There's actually a chart out there that shows what time your kids should be going to bed based on what time they have to wake up in the morning. The younger the kid is, the more sleep they need. But as parents, we pretty much know how much sleep our kids need not to be a complete crank bum the next day. So make sure they're going to bed. But regardless of how old your child is, they should still be having some sort of consistency in their bedtime routine. On weeknights, I am for everyone upstairs around 8.30 and definitely no later than 9. Then we all do our wash-up routine, brush our teeth, wash our face. I do a skincare routine that takes a little longer than my kids, but while I'm doing that, they're getting their PJs on and kind of getting settled in the room. When my kids were littler, I used to stagger bedtimes because my girls shared a room. They have pretty much shared a room since Michael moved from a bassinet into a crib, but they used to keep each other up at night, which was really cute to listen to, but not so cute the next day dealing with crank bumps. So staggering their bedtimes gave us one-on-one time with each kid, which was very special. 
we would let them choose an activity, whether it was playing a board game, doing a puzzle, playing pretend, whatever they wanted to do that didn't involve TV or electronics. If your kids are older, bedtime doesn't mean they have to go to sleep. It just means that they are in their room for the night, relaxing. I don't have to worry about them roaming around the house, burning the house down, not going to bed. If your kid is in bed and doesn't have electronics to distract them, they might actually go to sleep. I'm lucky because my kids love to sleep, so they don't really mind going to bed early, except on the weekends. And now that it's summertime, they are allowed to stay up a little later. Number four, electronics off and out of their room. My kids don't have TVs in their rooms. Video games are not allowed in their rooms either. They do all have Kindles, but I don't really count that as electronics. If they want to read a book before they go to bed and it's only on their Kindles, I am all for it. Their cell phones are pretty much useless after 8 p.m. on weeknights. I use the downtime settings on their iPhones, which only the girls have iPhones. But once Michael gets one, they will be on there too. <laughs> the downtime settings allow you to shut down whatever apps you don't want them using. So I have downtime set at 8 p.m. and have the settings set so that they're only able to text or call family, look through their pictures, check the weather or maybe their grades. Not really anything exciting. So. They're not tempted to go on their phone. I currently enforce the no cell phone in their bedrooms and have a charging station where they have to plug their phone in at night. So phones out of their rooms, if you can. Number five, skincare routine. I'm not one to give skincare advice at all because this is an area where I've always struggled. But while my kids are washing up for bed is when I actually do my skincare routine. I also stress to them that they need to start taking care of their skin now. So. It was always a fight to get them to wash their faces when they were younger, but now my girls are into the face masks and the special face washes, and they both have those cute little bands that go around their head and keep their hair back, so they're really enjoying their skincare routine. It's harder with little kids. I try to leave washcloths around to make it easier so that they could just pick them up, wet them, wipe their face, but bottom line is take care of your skins, mamas. You're not getting any younger. It also helps to have everything you need in one place. So I have one of those three-draw container stacks that I keep next to my sink. And my entire morning and nighttime face care routine is neatly stacked on top of it because you are more likely to follow a routine or a healthy habit if you create an environment where everything is all together. So at night, I go into my bathroom. I go to brush my teeth. My entire nighttime routine is there in my face to remind me. All I have to do is grab a towel and my skin is nice and clean. Number six, tuck them in and say prayers. So I tuck the girls in, I give them a kiss, I remind them to say their prayers, and then Michael's a little younger, so depending on how late it is, we'll read a book together, and then we say prayers together. We always end with praying for someone that we feel needs our prayers or something that needs our prayers, and then we have to say something that we're thankful or grateful for that happened that day. I try to make sure he always goes to bed with a thankful heart. I also started doing the mother and son pass it back and forth journal that I talked about in episode six. So we started incorporating that into our bedtime routine. I also got one for the girls, but they are geared more towards teens. And I'm hoping to have those chats with them during the day. The journal goes a little deeper and it's a little more thought provoking than the one I got for Michael. The girls also share a room and I want to give them the opportunity to chat with me one on one. I know talking to them one-on-one, -on -one, there's more of a chance of them actually opening up. So I'll be doing that one with them during the day. 
Number seven, connect with my hubby. We go to bed around the same time, and it's nice to have that kids' free time to unwind together, catch up on each other's day, watch a show that you wouldn't watch in front of your kids. You could do whatever works best for you. Number eight, read. I need to calm my brain down at night. I feel like it's always going 100 miles per hour with thoughts, ideas, things I want to do, things I have to do. Reading makes my mind focus and just slow down. And depending on the book, sometimes I'll only get through a page. Sometimes I'll read a whole chapter, but it helps me unwind and just fall asleep. Number nine, pray, or if you're not one to pray, meditate. I pray with my kids before they go to bed, but then I also do my own prayers in my head before I fall asleep. I try to always go to bed with a grateful heart. And while I do say what I'm grateful for with Michael, I go a little deeper on my own. Even on your worst day, there is always something to be thankful for. So keep that in mind. Number 10, journal. If you have any sort of anxiety or worry or anything that keeps you up at night, you should definitely start journaling before you go to bed. Get it all out of your head and onto that paper. Hopefully you believe that there is something in this world larger than you. And there's a saying, give it to God. And that is what I do before I go to bed. Give your worries or anything you are struggling with to whatever it is that you believe in. I have faith and trust that in my case, God will get me through it because we always get through it. If you are listening right now, then you have gotten through something in your life that you thought you couldn't get through. You're living proof. And if you're going through something right now, your path led you to listen to this show so that you could take my words as your sign that you will get through whatever you are going through. He's got you. So that's my nighttime routine. 10 simple steps to implement. Number one, tidy up. At least your kitchen. No one wants to wake up with a messy kitchen. Number two, prepare what you can for the next day. Lunches, backpacks, work bag, and most importantly, prep your coffee pot. Number three, have a consistent bedtime for your kids. And bedtime doesn't mean sleep time. Just get them in their rooms. Number four, get electronics off and out of their room. Set those boundaries with those cell phones and video games. Number five, skincare routine. Wash those faces and take care of your skin. The older you get, the harder it gets. Number six, tuck them in and say their prayers. Make sure they are snug in their bed, read them a book, say a prayer, and have them go to bed with a grateful heart. Number seven, connect with your hubby. Spend some kids-free time doing whatever kids-free things you want to do at night. Number eight, reading a book helps your mind escape from whatever you're thinking about. Number nine, pray or meditate. Have your quiet time to pray or meditate on the blessings in your life. Number 10, journal. Get it all out of your head. Give it all to God or whatever it is that you believe in. It's bigger than you are. Well, those are my nighttime routine tips. What's something that you can start incorporating in your routine? Hit me up on Instagram and let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Sending you so much love and light until next time on Mom Wife Career Life with Carrie Pat. Before you go, if you found this podcast helpful, I would be forever grateful if you could take a minute, go over to iTunes, and leave me a review. If you have other stressed out mamas in your life that you feel this podcast could help, 
take a screenshot of this episode, post it on Instagram and tag me, and let them know that they are not alone and they can create balance in their life too. If there's a topic you would like me to cover or you just want to connect, DM me on Instagram at mom.wife.career.life.